Welcome back to Best Hour of Their Day. Fern and I are here on a Tuesday morning, drinking coffee and ready to chat about CrossFit. We're going to chat about what we're doing right now. What are we doing right now? Meetings. Oh, meetings, meetings. There's like a long pause because Fern dove into a sip of coffee right then. It's hard to drink coffee and have a podcast. No, it's not. We're both doing it right now. <laughs> We're just exceptional at, at both. But, but I am exceptional at drinking coffee. Like that is one of my super skills. How many cups of coffee do you drink a day? It depends on the day. Maybe like three max. Okay. So is that a hard limit? So for, I think we, you know, we've discussed this and I've talked about it on other episodes where I have some rules, like I'm very rule oriented in my life per Jocko, uh, discipline equals freedom type of thing. So I will not allow myself to have more than two mugs of coffee a day. You said two cups of coffee a day. You kind of broke up there a little bit. Yeah, two two cups of coffee. I mean, I have my, you know, at home, I know exactly what that means. On the road, I'm a little bit flexible. I got a at a seminar, I might wake, make one in the hotel room and then grab a Starbucks type of thing, but but two a day. Are you three, like, that's a hard limit, or is that? No, I just, I, truthfully, like, I don't even know that coffee wakes me up. I just drink it out of pure pleasure at this point. Like, I enjoy drinking coffee, but I, there are occasions when I wake up and I say to myself, I need coffee, but most mornings is just part of my routine and I like it, but I could easily just not drink coffee. I just like it. I would, I would say I've never actually seen you awake. Awake? <laughs> You're in a constant state of kind of sleepy. I'll try to work on that. <laughs> Maybe you're not grumpy after all. You're just tired. Maybe you're just boring. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway let, let's talk a bit about our mentor group because it's going really well and we wanted to let other people know about it. So we have our mentor group. We have, you know, a group in which we work on coaches development. We talk about everything that can happen inside the box, how they can improve, helping coaches develop for their level two, their level three. We know the level four is coming. It's been really exciting for us. But it, what would you say is the biggest reason someone should reach out to us and want to join our group? Just for continued progression. Like at some point, everybody needs a coach. And what we're all trying to avoid is becoming stagnant and whatever it is. And sometimes you just need an outside set of eyes to, in order to, you know, shed some light on some things that you're not thinking about or that you're just unaware of that potentially exist and how you do things, <clears throat> different ideas. Um, and then, you know, I'm a firm believer that I don't know there's a lot of ways you can do it. There's, there's mentors that you have that are, you know, just friends and free. There's, I, I've paid for numerous paid mentors over the years. And I think there's tremendous value there. Um, so I think it just depends, but usually what you're trying to introduce into your development as a, as a person, as a coach, as a professional is continued growth. And a mentor is a, is a very simple means of doing that. Yeah, and I think what's what's important to note about CrossFit is 
you know, a lot of people take their level one and then after their level one, they get very, very little, if any coaches development, then they go to take their level two and they're like, wow, I'm not that great of a coach. And if you're listening, maybe you felt that way. You know, we try to, of course, give bright spots and positive feedback, but you walk away realizing, okay, you need to develop, but there's not a lot of places out there to do that. There's certainly not a places with two people that have coached the amount of hours in front of the amount of people like we have and, and really focus primarily on that coach's development. And our group is an, you know, it's a community amongst itself. You know, first of all, we're going to be on Watt on the Waves. I think tickets are on sale, by the way. I don't know, but I think you're right. I think I saw somebody else post it, I believe. Well, from from what I hear, they they launched their first they launched their first day and the server crashed. Like too many people went to it, so it relaunched yesterday at noon. And yep, I just went to their site pre book. Uh, oh no, it says on sale August sixteenth. But if you're interested in going, you can use the code Best Hour, and that should allow you to get tickets, but also if you use our code, you're going to be able to have some private opportunities with Fern and I to develop as a coach. We're going to have private meetings. We're going to be recording podcasts, but there's tons of fitness opportunities. There's, you know, other amazing things going on. Roz and I went last year. One of my favorite things was there was a Norma tech room and you could just go in there and chill out. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, yeah. So just so everybody, like what is Watt on the waves? A lot of people look at it and they're like, Oh, it's just a bunch of like CrossFit celebs just that we can hang out with. Yes. There are a lot of those athletes there, but Connor and Austin and the folks who are at Reebok and, and who are trying to put that on are really trying to push this towards a very casual kind of learning experience. We're just like, Hey, there's a ton to be learned on this thing. So that's why they bring in all the experts. You did a lecture last year on eating. Chris Henshaw was there last year. Uh, they had numerous experts in their given field that are there just doing presentations and sitting down and talking with people. So it's kind of a way to combine a little bit of vacay and, you know, learning at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I did some presentations and two things that I was impressed with was one, yeah, the athletes that are there, like Froning and Vellner and Dan Bailey and Josh Bridges, they were basically just hanging out. You know, they were at the same lunches and breakfasts and dinners that all of us, you know, were, you know, and and don't get me wrong, plenty of people came up to me too. I had to sign, you know, some autographs. A check, you had to sign a a check. (laughs) And um, the cool thing though, and first of all, and Power Monkey is going to be there this year. So I know they're putting on some good stuff. Oh, cool. But, but man, I took Hinshaw's. He gave three lectures, and I really learned a lot from that. So it's just, it's a, it's a fun opportunity. And like we said, we're going to be recording some podcasts. Connor and Austin are close friends to both of us, and they're basically letting us do whatever we want on the boat. So we're going to have some fun. So use the code BEST HOUR when you check out. And you'll have access to us and some other really cool things. But if you want to learn more about our mentor group, besthouroftheirday.com, find that. And if you want to reach out to us, hit us up on social media, best hour of their day. But today's topic. Meetings. Meetings. So let's take a broad overview, first of all, because I'm not a big fan of meetings. I hate meetings. Yeah, and... Someone that I've read a lot about, and or not about, but I read a lot of their books and, and 
listen to them on almost any podcast they've been on is a guy named Seth Godin. Are you familiar with him? Oh yeah, it's one of the probably one of the most read blogs in the on the internet. Yeah, I think that what he says is if you type the word Seth into Google, it'll pull up his blog. So, you know, he, he got on the blog bandwagon way back when, but he, his books are like Purple Cow, All Marketers Are Liars. Um, you know, he's got probably a dozen books out there and they're all very much about marketing. But one thing, you know, my rules, like I said earlier, came from Jocko, but Seth Godin was also one of those people. So he says he has a handful of rules, like he won't go on Facebook, he won't go on um, Instagram, he doesn't watch TV. And then his other rule that he lives by is he doesn't go to meetings. Yeah, so now. Yes, I understand where you're about to go. It's Seth Godin, so he doesn't necessarily have to go to meetings, right? So I come from a military background where the name of the game is to have meetings about the meetings that you're going to have and then follow up with the meetings to recap the meeting that you already talked about a meeting prior to that. So it's just never-ending useless meetings primarily in the military so i've grown to have a, a, a just an enormous disdain for meetings um, however that doesn't mean that meetings have no value all that is is just my experience with terribly run meetings because in the navy you mean or meetings at boxes as well no no me, me like my experience with the reason i hated meetings is because i sat in 12 years of shitty meetings so I, I, my only experience was with meetings that were run just in a in just terrible manner. So that doesn't mean the meetings are bad. That just means my only exposure to meetings were meetings that were just awful. Okay, so so for one, are you saying meetings are a necessity, or can we avoid all meetings? And that's probably a question we need to answer at the end. But what's go ahead? What's your opinion on that? So you could avoid all meetings. Like that is absolutely a thing. Like clearly there are people that do it. However, there are meetings that are necessary. There, like there's something to be said for sitting down face to face and discussing something with somebody because we can all attest to the fact that many, many things can be lost in translation via text or email uh, because some people are more gifted writers than others. And what, what emails and texts will lend themselves to is interpretation. And that isn't always a good thing. So until you've ironed out your skill set of, you know, written communication, um, then sometimes meetings are ideal. And the other issue or problem or complaint is that meetings are long. That also doesn't have to be true. Like I'm, I've been working through some things that have been uber effective lately with regard to meetings. Well, and, and that kind of brings up a point. Maybe we need to define what a meeting is, and then I'd love to hear what you've done to make them more effective. But, you know, so for example, you and I probably hop on a call on average two times a day. And those calls... That's probably safe, yeah. Right? And those calls typically last anywhere from three to 12 minutes. You know, they're not incredibly long, and it's one of us filling the other person in on something or a quick chat before we hop on our mentor call with the group. Is that a meeting? It is a meeting. And I, the way I would define a meeting is the transference of pertinent information. So I don't, I don't like to waste time and go to meetings, but I don't consider that a waste of time. No, it's not, right? So at the end of the day, if the, 
the meeting has to provide value to everybody there, right? So there's a couple things you have to ask yourself in the meeting is, who is the meeting for? What is the meeting about? And how long does the meeting need to be? And I think that last one is really the deal breaker. Cause you know, obviously we're talking to CrossFitters, we're talking to coaches and box owners and I've, I've been on both ends of it now. I've, I've had a, three boxes where I've forced meetings upon my coaches and I coach at a box now that forces meeting upon their coaches. Um, so, I think the biggest mistake I made was not putting that end time, but also not explaining ahead of time what we're going to cover to organize the meeting. Correct. And another topic I think is discussed is when I say like, what, what is the meeting about? And because this kind of has, you kind of have a meeting about two things. You can have a meeting about solutions moving forward, which which means there needs to be some pre-work done to the meeting. The meetings that are generally a huge pain in the ass or meetings that just turn into discussions about things that really don't have a a very specified end state. You know, so for instance, you're going to have a meeting about um, a monthly meeting at the gym. And we've done this in the past where all you discuss is things that are going on, right? So not to say that's a bad meeting. I wouldn't tell you it's terribly productive meeting because that is something that would probably fall in the bucket of like, we don't need a meeting for that. You can send an email for that. If you're just keeping people abreast of what's going on. If the meeting is people have action items to report on that involve other people, or there are some things that need to be cleared up, that is probably a far better use of time. Um, and, and there are certain meetings that just have value as far as like team building, right? So like, there's something to be said is just get the team together on a regular basis, face to face, so that we can be a team. No, and I, and I think, so for me, you know, we, everyone listening probably can agree, like the most valuable commodity that we have is not money, it's our time. And when I look at meetings, I look at it more so is, are the people that are requesting this meeting respecting my time? And if I feel they are, I'm typically more than happy to hop on, depending on, you know, I, we both get approached by numerous projects and ventures that are, you know, someone looking to leech onto us, kind of. You know, we can see those emails and texts and whatnot coming from a mile away. But even in those scenarios, you know, hey, do you have time to hop on a quick call to discuss this opportunity, this, this or that? I'm like, hey, can you sum that up in an email so I can take a look at it? You know, rather than, Let's, let's immediately hop on this call, which is now awkward and weird when I'm going to tell you no, because just yep. reading your email, and, and I think the same holds true. So, I, you know, let's use the box I coach at for an example, and I love the guys there, Matt and Dario, amazing coaches. They were on episode 50. They do shit well. You know, and one thing I happen to disagree with them on is the fact that they do have a standing meeting, because I think a lot of that, and this, you know, holds true for a lot of boxes out there. I think a lot of it can be presented to the coaching staff offline. Or now, is your, gripe, is your gripe that there's a meeting or you don't find value in the meeting? Well, in fairness, I haven't gone recently. I'll go to the meetings when I feel like they're team building. <clears throat> right. So then it goes back to the question is like, 
is the meeting valuable? So people hate meetings that bring them no value where they don't get anything out of it, right? So if it's a meeting about a bunch of shit that I already know, that's an annoying meeting. Or it's a meeting about a topic that is is very shallow in nature and doesn't need a ton of discussion or things, but then turns into an hour long kind of ramble with that where everybody just puts their two cents in. That is a meeting that makes me want to blow the building up. You know, and, and like I said, in fairness, I haven't gone. And I think a big part of it is I coach two classes a week, you know, so a lot of the, the meeting isn't necessarily relevant or pertinent to me. I don't need to know it. You know, tell me if you want to talk about who's injured, shoot me a message. And I, you know, I know who's injured because I ask at the front of every class every day, any injuries or limitations going on. So yes, while so-and-so might have a hip injury, I'm going to figure that out really quick. Um, you know, a lot of, and it goes back to, for me, if you'd send out an agenda, I can look at that agenda and, and make that decision. And I think, you know, again, I don't want to throw them under the bus because I think they do so much so well. Um, but it goes back to, I think, the organization. If the box owners in, in general now wrote out what the agenda is and actually took a hard dive into, okay, what of this can simply be handled with a group text, maybe they use Slack or maybe they use an email and say, hey, these five people have expressed that their shoulders are beat, let's be aware of that. You know, on this coming week, uh, we have a fitness event on Saturday for the box and then Sunday we're having yoga. Cool, we didn't need to have an hour meeting to discuss all of that. Yeah, so I think there's a determination uh, from the lead person, whoever's in charge of that whole thing is, what information requires a sit down or a group gathering and what does not? Can I disseminate? Because there is information that people need to know about that doesn't require a meeting. Right. So in that instance, how can I effectively distribute that information without taking people's time? Because really what you're talking about is you are asking for other people's time. So it better be valuable to them. Yeah. And I mean, that goes to a question. Maybe we can answer it. Let's let's just address it right now. As a box owner, should we be paying our coaches to attend those meetings? Yes and no. I think it depends, right? So it depends. Is this person on salary? They are they are they contracted? Um, have you put that out there? Can you afford it? Like, there's a lot of different questions. But at the end of the day, like, if people are giving you their time, like, you want them to log the hours. You're like, hey, I was there for the meeting. Well, now there's there's ways around that. Like, if you're if you're just having a meeting, like when we do our staff meetings, I buy everybody dinner. So if you come in, we order dinner, everybody gets a free meal. So that's a way that you can offset that if you weren't going to pay people for their time, right? So there, there's different ways to do it. But again, value added, which, which brings up the first thing about meetings, like they, they need to start on time and they need to end on time. So years ago, I had a, um, I had one of my coaches approach me after one of the meetings. She's like, Hey, this is super annoying because you don't start the, the, the meetings on time. So you're not respecting my time. So from that point on, we start on time and, and we start on time, whether it's there or not. So we have meetings the third Thursday of every month that is a staff meeting and that starts at seven 15 and it starts at seven 15, whether I'm there or not. So if I'm not going to be there, like somebody else already has the lead on who's going to kick that meeting off. But <clears throat> That's the first thing. And that meeting has a hard 70 minutes. And if we're not done at 70 minutes, the meeting is still over. Yeah, I, I think that's phenomenal. I think, you know, 
I think we can all agree at, in this day and age, meetings are important. That face-to-face, -face, like you said, it can't be measured against text. We've all, we've all gotten into that fight with our, our friend or spouse over text when nothing malicious was intended, but we just interpreted it wrong. So I agree with you, meetings of some sort, even a phone call, you hear someone, we, it, it, it makes all the difference. But having, you know, and that's, you know, really the same, that's analogous to a class, right? I, nothing bothers me more than going to a box and standing there when class starts at 5.30 and everyone's kind of lingering and it's 5.34 and the coach is just dilly-dallying because I get it, they're, they're like getting set or whatnot, but start class on time, end class on time, and same holds true for meetings. Well, from a leadership standpoint, and again, I'm guilty of this as, as anybody, you're going to have a real hard time holding people's feet to the fire on starting classes on time if you can't get your, your damn coach's meeting started on time. You know, when, when you're like, hey, don't start your class late, and you show up to every staff meeting that you're requiring people to be there five minutes late, that's going to be a real big hurdle for you to get over because that's all they're thinking about. They're like, dude, you never show up on time, so don't come talk to me about being on time. So, like, you have to start on time. Um, and that can mean that like an abrupt start, be like, Hey guys, seven fifteen meeting starting. Here we go. I sent everybody the, the agenda. So everybody knows generally what we're talking about. And I've revamped that. So a couple things with the meetings, uh, and some of this I got from a book called, um, four disciplines of execution or just four DX, um, <clears throat> make the meeting set. So our meetings are set forever. It's the fourth, it's the third Thursday of every month until the end of time. And because the, one of the hurdles that you're going to run to is like, oh, well, I've got a thing or I didn't know. If you're constantly shifting the meeting around, like it's going to be chaos. So just set the meeting and know that for the first couple of months of doing that meeting, and all you're trying to do is get into some sort of what we would describe as a battle rhythm. When I set the meeting, I know not everybody's going to be there for the first couple of months. And people will not be there subsequently throughout the, the lifespan of said meeting but everybody knows when the meeting is forever. Don't tell me you didn't know that there was a meeting. Put it on your calendar. It's the third Thursday of every month at 7.15 at the gym, I'm buying dinner. Now, I need to go a little bit above and beyond and be like, hey, I'm gonna send out an agenda beforehand or something like that. But now you can get past the hurdles like, well, I didn't know, I couldn't make it. Because then it's like, hey, stop scheduling things during that time frame because you know we have a meeting forever. What, what kind of dinner do you bring in for the staff? We usually just do a pre-order, like a mission barbecue, or there's a real good, real good place here called Taste. We just order, and uh, one of the staff will go pick it up. I pay for it. Uh, everybody eats, um, and then we discuss everything. And then, you know, it, lately the, the meetings have been well under 70 minutes, and right. that's because of this very specific change that I made to the meetings. And what was that change? I no longer lead the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, but you know what? That's solid leadership, right? Figuring that out. And I'm sure, you know, it took two or three meetings before everybody was like, oh shit, Fern meant it. We started at 7.15. Yeah, you have to be able to, you have to iron that out, right? And there's going to be, there. if you know, if you're the person who's always late, like you're going to have to kind of recalibrate that whole thing and work through that. Um, so, you know, so, and and I do think there's, there's value in some meetings require a specific person who's in charge of something very particular. And then some meetings are for the group. So now I have a weekly meeting 
and then I have a monthly meeting. But my weekly meeting is with one person who's in charge of several different things. When we have that meeting, that meeting, the intent for the meeting is seven minutes. Wow. I've already given this person, here's what I need for the meeting. And all they do is update me. And we don't do it via email because generally that meeting, all of those deliverables that are coming to me, I will probably have questions about some of them. So we do it. And here's an interesting one. If you're looking for a real good hack on like trying to make sure that the meeting stays within the time frame, any meeting that is done in person is, is at risk of going long. Yeah. Cause you just start to BS. You start, start to, to bullshit. Right. Yeah. So I try to do those via FaceTime and FaceTime because nobody wants to stay on FaceTime forever. Like it's just not, it's just not a thing. So we get on FaceTime, you know, I call, it's on my calendar. It's on, it's on his calendar. I call him on the dot at that time. He gives me the deliverables. I have a couple of questions and we're out. The goal is seven minutes, but it's max at 15. And I don't think we've, I think the first one I went over 15 because it was the first one. Well, and, and it's like anything in life. If you could be organized going into it, you're going to run it more efficiently. And I'm sure when you're sending out the agenda for your monthly meeting, you probably realize, hey, I can do this offline. I can do this myself. I can just task this to somebody, you know. So, one, you know, one thing North Naples CrossFit does phenomenally well is when they have a drop-in at their box, they send out a, a little card. And I think if you're listening and you're a box, you should do that. You know, it's, it's a great little touch. I've seen so many people take a picture of their card when they get it in the mail and be like, oh, it was great dropping in. You know they're going to come back to your box next. And, you know, Naples is a tourist area, so they come back often. But that used to happen at the meetings. You know, and then they realized, hey, you know, Jay, if they come to 3.30, let me know. And then I would be able to handle those cards. There's no, you know, I would sit there. I coach two classes a week, and I would sit there and watch everyone write out 10 cards while I just, you know, sat there with my thumb on my butt. Yeah. Um, so, you know, realize those things can happen outside of meeting times. And then all of a sudden it's more fun. Like I want to be there. I want to, I want to listen and I want to, and I want to learn. And that's something they did well. And, and it made their meetings significantly more efficient. Um, so and, I, do, and, I do think you have to have meetings on a periodic basis. Like if you never have meetings and if you're not consistency matters, whether it's a, whether it's a, uh, an in-person meeting, a virtual meeting or correspondence of some sort via some sort of Slack or uh, Trello or some whatever whatever platform you're collecting your information distributed out to people it doesn't matter we have we have a couple of different ones that we use so there's certain things that don't need meetings so we house them in a certain place that everybody gets notification on when something gets dropped in there so for instance new members that goes in a forum it's a very short blurb and that way every time a new member comes in everybody it gets notified that there's a new member and they get a little bit of information about them so I can well and then you could also refer back Exactly. Right. Um, other things that might not need uh, full meetings is like different reporting in the gym, whether it's financial, new members, member cancellations, injuries, injuries, stuff like that. Injuries goes in a form because injuries generally need a quick turnaround. So that's not something I want to wait two weeks for the meeting. So injuries will go into a form. That everybody gets notified. Hey, Jay uh, hurt his shoulder today. So he's going to see the PT. I sent him already. And um, just be aware of that when he comes in. You know, um, and and again, let me so and I think and I think that's important because again, I'm using North Naples a because that's my box, it's my community, I love them, and um, 
you know, they do so much again. Well, I hate for them to listen and be like, oh, Jay bashed me on the show, but I have nothing but love for him, you know, but they have a group text and I'm sure a lot of boxes do that. And man, like, I love it when it's fun, but sometimes there's important information on there and it gets dropped because then we goof around and I'm guilty of it. Like I throw out stupid gifts and whatnot as well. So I think, you know, I'm one, if you're going to bring up a problem, bring up a solution. And I will bring that to them. Like, Hey, maybe we should consider using Slack the way you're doing. You know, we use Slack in our mentor group and it's phenomenal. We have channels for everything, you know, and it, it would be nice. Cause now I can leave it. I can star it and be like, Oh yeah. You know, so-and-so takes my three thirty class. I need to remember that. Or you have a new person coming in. I need to remember that versus being like, Oh, I think something happened a while ago. You know, 80 texts ago before we were goofing on something and now I know where it is and I can refer back to it. Yeah. So the text is one, and this is something that I've learned over the years is like, there's, there's certain ways to communicate where you're monopolizing people's time and there's certain ways you're not. So if I send a text, I'm kind of stealing your time because like you're going to read through that because the assumption is that it's a pseudo important for the most part when largely it's not. So and a better option would be to put that somewhere where it's housed, where they can do it at their leisure in some sort of reasonable time frame. You know, so if it if they get a notification via email, they can get to it in two hours. But if it's a text, I'm probably going to open up that text right then and there and be pissed because it's just a bunch of people messing around, wasting my time. So just be careful with the group text because those can those can turn into a runaway train really quickly. Um, and, and that becomes annoying and then it becomes kind of the boy who cried wolf now the text is not important anymore like it serves no value because people don't see it as some sort of legitimate form of passing information it's just where everybody goofs around yeah perfect example i sent out a group text last night to like seven of us you chuck jenny yeah. and i read it and i was like i don't fucking need this right now <laughs> it was funny though right it was great, but I was just like, dude, I, like, I don't need this right now. Yeah, it was like 10 o'clock at night. And then everybody else starts responding back. And I was like, and then I got annoyed that people were responding back. I was like, exactly. no, just laugh at my joke and leave it. Don't try to top it. Yeah, <laughs> you should just put next time, don't respond. <laughs> this is funny, but don't respond um, to it. So, all right, so let's, so I, uh, yeah, I was, um, I was, I don't guess a co-author of an article in the journal not too long ago about running meetings. It was myself and a couple other box owners that I think Emily Beers had interviewed about running meetings because <clears throat> we've had our staff meeting has been a standing meeting for like three and a half years. And I think we've only missed it one time, even if it was me and one other person. So when you're going to do the meeting, that's what I would tell you is you, you have to be dedicated to the meeting. So the meeting has to go down if you're going to do the meeting. Just make sure that the meeting is valuable. And if you can get out of there early, get out of there early. So we at CrossFit Rife, we run one monthly staff meeting. And the way that staff meeting is structured currently is that it is allotted for 70 minutes. It rarely goes that long anymore. I buy dinner. I send out an agenda prior to. And the recent change we made about four or five months ago is that I no longer facilitate the meeting. What we do is everybody at the meeting for the, well, say, 50 to 60% of them are in charge of something at the gym, whether it's the schedule or social media or a program or something like that. So all we do is we go around the room and everybody gives basically any issues that they have going on that they need help with, which doesn't take very long. A couple minutes. It's like issues 
things that are coming up that people need to be aware of. Hey, we're doing a camp in three weeks. Uh, I need you to put these social media posts up. Um, I'm having a problem with so-and-so. Um, hey, the cleaning's not getting done on, on this side. And then we go to the next person and they give their piece. And then we go to the next person and they give their piece. And then if I have anything at the end, which I probably don't at that point because they've covered everything, then we're done. If I need to discuss anything that I need distributed to the group, then, then I'll do it then. Um, so that's how we do the monthly staff meetings. Uh, but I think it's important to send things out before most, more often than not, I will send it out before. Sometimes I'm guilty of not sending out the agenda. Um, and I need to be better sometimes about like, if there are people that don't need to be at the meeting, I think it's okay to tell them they don't have to be at the meeting. If the meeting has nothing to do with them, send them a follow-up. Hey, keep your time. It's fine. So that's one thing we do. Go ahead. I think that follow-up's important because that's what I've asked them to do for me. I'm like, hey, I feel bad that I don't go to the meetings. They also currently happen to be at the time that we have a mentor call. So I can't make them anyway. But I said, hey, I I don't want to discredit the importance of there. Can you send me a follow-up to it and I can read through it? And they do it every time and I definitely read through it. And I've, you know, when it's something relative to me, they put my name there. So Having that follow-up is great in case somebody missed it. Something, let's, let's you know, just touch on two things I think you do well in those meetings is giving everyone a voice so they feel important. But then also, I think a, something about leadership is not feeling like you need to talk for the sake of talking. Just because you know, you're the leader doesn't mean, A, you have to run the meeting or B, even say anything. And, and, and that's a challenge, especially when you're knowledgeable in it. You're, you know, for example, this past weekend at level two, there was a question. Um, Peter answered it. And I wanted to add more because I thought I could. And I was like, no, Peter did a good job. Does adding more, is it for me or them? You know, that goes 100%. back. 100%. So that is something I, you know, sadly have, have probably just learned more than anything is like sometimes the leader just needs to be quiet. You just need to sit there and listen and let people chime in and, and say what they need to say and then reserve. So one thing I've tried to do is, is speak last rather than speak first. Because in that scenario, now from a leadership standpoint, it puts you an advantage because now you have all of the information. Where before I'm speaking and there, there are other people that, want, that have information that I might not have yet. So if everybody goes, I might come to the conclusion that I don't need to say anything, that this has already been handled, that I am what the worst thing can happen is that I interject myself into this thing and get in people's way. So <clears throat> that's something I'm working on a lot right now, but it's, it, it goes way better now. And, um, the other thing that I do is, so that's a monthly meeting where I buy dinner and everybody gets together. So that's partial team building and just getting people together and covering some items. I send out a weekly email on Sunday night to the staff, just things. And that week, and that email is largely what it's, from there to seven days out. So it's for, for the most part, it's restricted to the week coming up. It's things that are going on. Are there closures? Uh, is something going on at the gym that people need to be, uh, to be aware of? Is there some emphasis that we want to put on something that week? Um, and just keep everybody in the know on things that are going on, um, all that stuff. Um, and I send that out and I don't ever get a response to that. And that's fine. Like I'm not looking for a response. I'm just giving people information so that they have it and they're armed with it. And then one thing I started doing about two months ago is I have that weekly meeting with that one person who has deliverables that are 
metrics within the gym that we need to keep track of. So they're in charge of those metrics. They know exactly what they have to give me in the meeting. If I have questions, then I'll ask the questions, which we'll follow up with at a later time. Or I don't have any questions, I'm happy with it, and we move on with the day. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, a, a big lesson that we're teaching here is also just going back, you know, everything can be related to a CrossFit class, but go back and assess and give yourself feedback. You know, for example, hearing everything we've discussed now, I'd give myself an F in 2011 and 12 when I had all these meetings, you know, maybe, maybe a D plus because I'd have one group meeting quarterly for all my part-time coaches and I would have it at like a nice restaurant. I'd bring in guest speakers, but my weekly meetings that I forced upon my coaches, I started late. I talked too much. I didn't give them a voice. I probably shot them down even when I did give them a voice. I don't know how I was able to have anything successful there now in retrospect. And whoever's running the meeting, something that um, is, is a skill developed over time is be aware of where the meeting starts to get derailed and don't be afraid to cut that off. So for instance, somebody gives um, whatever, some information about a program and then, you know, the, this is the standing joke uh, in the military is like everybody at the table at some point is going to chime in like, Hey, you know, I'd like to add to that note. And my recommendation is, is don't let people add to it. All they're doing is giving their opinion, which is largely really not the point. So it's okay for you to be like, hey, hold that comment. It's not necessary. And you don't have to, be, you don't have to tell them that's for you. You just want to talk because we're all guilty of that. Just be like, listen, that's something you guys can talk about offline between the two of you. That's not relevant to the whole group. So save that conversation for later. Are you done? Do you have anything else to put out? And they're like, yes or no. And then you move on to the next person, but you have to keep hold of that meeting. I was, uh, one of my members is a retired, uh, Navy SEAL, super sharp dude. And he was, uh, he worked for this massive billion dollar company, uh, after he got out of the Navy and he was in charge of this massive regional uh, project. And he would, uh, he would have this phone call with all these big wigs and he would limit people and he would tell them he like, and everybody knew beforehand, he was like, you have three minutes to put your information out. At three minutes, I'm cutting you off and we're moving to the next person. So what that does is knowing that they're time constrained is, what are the things that people push to the three minutes? Are you at, those are the the important things. The important shit, which is what people need to get to. Everything else is just nonsense, right? So if if you emphasize that like, hey, if it is not important, this is not the meeting where that gets discussed. And if you wanna have a meeting with me, let's do it at another time. So the other thing that I've done and I need to, I need to be at first it worked and now it doesn't as I gave all the coaches access to my calendar to do a monthly sit down with me and it worked for a little bit, but now I need to be a little bit more proactive about pulling them into that meeting because what I need to make sure is that they're good. I need to make sure they're happy or what their, what their gripes or their bitches or their moans are so that I can try to resolve those, particularly if their gripes or their bitches or moans are directed at me. Like I need to know that so that I can fix myself. If, if I'm causing them some sort of pain, then I need to know. Um, but you know, it's, it's okay to give people access to your calendar and, but not everybody, right? Like there's limited people who have access to my calendar all the time. I'm like, you can book literally anytime you want because you're that important. I think it's funny too, as you're talking about those meetings, every box that has meetings 
knows the coach that just likes to talk and extends the meetings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I would like to add to that. And I'm like, no, <laughs> there's no adding to that. Yeah. Don't add to that. Yeah. And, and I agree. Like, okay. Well, you all, can add gonna, all they're going to do is say the same thing. It's, it's exactly what we just discussed. It's for them. It's not for anyone else. But I think, I think we helped. I think, you know, to sum this up, meetings are necessary, especially at the box level. Face-to-faces are important. But like anything you're going to do, do it with a purpose. Be organized with it. Respect other people. And people will be happy to show up at these meetings, especially provide them some barbecue or pay them for their time. And there's no reason they won't enjoy it. They're part of something bigger. They're part of the community. And they know that it's going to, that it's going to benefit everybody in the long run. Yeah. And if you, if you guys didn't catch it and you want some hacks in there, as far as like hacking being effective meetings is like make them consistent. So it needs to be same day, same time, cap the meetings, right? So that you can really force efficiency within the meeting. And, and as you, as the leader, like you are going to have to cut yourself off there. Be like, Hey, it's seven minutes. I fucked this up. We'll try to correct next week. Um, cap the meetings. And then, the real one that I found is be a super duper hack is like do them virtually like this because nobody like these will always stay on time. I have been on very few virtual meetings that ran over. I've been in a virtually 100% of personal meetings that ran over. Yeah. Speaking of, I want to get off this call as we speak. Yeah. I never want to get on this call. <laughs> no, but one thing we did decide, you know, beforehand is, Hey, we're going to be done at 10. We both have other obligations and it forces us to a start because you and I can BS before we hit the record button, but also, you know, kind of understand we're, you know, have a clock there and we need to be done within, you know, eight minutes at max from right now, but we're not going to belabor it either. Yeah. And something I've just really started getting better at is like, give the deliverables for that meeting and only discuss the deliverables. Anything else is, is not acceptable for that time frame. You yeah, know, we'll add that to the next one or discuss it offline. Yeah, we'll discuss it offline. You know, that this meeting is seven minutes, which means we have three minutes, which means I get about two and a half minutes per item, which is a long enough time to report on something. Like it's plenty of time. Well, and that's just discipline. I mean, there are plenty of times in this episode where you and I could have veered off on a tangent but we're like, okay, the overlying theme here is meetings and we want to make sure we're giving value to that. So, you know, we can't let it veer off too crazy without writing the ship or else we are going to go over an hour. Yeah. So I, I want to throw out there meetings were done. We can put a kind of ribbon on that, but I just read the book, the power of habit. Have you read that book? It's been a long time, but I have read it. I, I recommend that to all the listeners period, you know, whether you're coaching you own a box or, you know, anything you do in life. I just thrown it out there. I found it extremely valuable. I really liked it. It was on my kind of to read list for a little too long. And I finally uh, was able to get it from the library and I, I loved it. It was one of the most impactful books. And I think it, it, it lends itself here because meetings are very habitual. We have habits around them. And one thing I took from it is like, you can change any habit you want to change you know, you change that cue, which is the meeting starts. You got to change that routine and change the meeting, change the, yeah. Elicit a different reward. And that reward's going to be, you're going to have a lot of happy coaches. You're going to feel like you did something well. And I think it was, you know, I literally finished it yesterday. So, you know, kind of perfect timing to tie that in there. Yeah. Don't be afraid to change them. Like you said. 
Yeah. If this meeting is no longer useful, then get rid of it. Yeah, and this meeting is no longer useful. So let's uh, let's wrap it up. Done. So hope you enjoyed that episode. Check out Watt on the Waves, code best hour. We'll see you on the boat. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, we have some t-shirts. Where can we get those t-shirts? They should be on the website unless you did not put them on there. I, you know what? I don't know that. The website's a work in progress for the okay. record. The website hosts all of our old podcasts. Clearly, we need to have a meeting about this. Well, I had a meeting with our friend Anasan yesterday, and we're working on the website. So, But you can go on the website, find the archive of podcasts. You can find our coaches' mentorship as well as box development course. If you go on our Instagram and you scroll down a couple days, you'll see our T-shirts and tanks that say best hour of their day. You can order them for, from Forever Fierce. They're great quality. I love them. It's like... My favorite, you know those shirts that you put on the first time and they're just comfortable? It's those shirts. This one I'm wearing right now is from Forever Fierce. And uh, we'll have a podcast next week with Matt on there discussing that stuff too. Yeah, because if I've used them before at my boxes and you use them at CrossFit Rife, correct? Yep. You know, I think there's plenty, look, I, I, screen printers are some of the shadiest people out there, dude. I, <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Have you worked with like the guy that has a screen printer in his basement? That is, that is largely, we talk about all that stuff in my episode with Matt. So I, actually, I think most gym owners are going to get, if you're like, what am I going to get of an hour long podcast about, about printing? Um, it was, Matt told me, he's like, this is the best podcast I've ever done. About I'm going to throw that up this week. Okay. You know, we got some good, I got, we got Logan Collins who came in 13th at the CrossFit games. I'm going to try to get that one up tomorrow. We have, uh, Nicola Coyne, founder of Healthy Steps Nutrition. So that'll be on Thursday. And then we'll have Forever Fierce on Friday. And next week we have Matt Chan, Spencer Hendel, and a couple other good ones coming up. So, hey, we bring to you the best here on Best Hour of Their Day. We really, I mean, we do. Can you find another podcast with the content and the guests that we put out there? Impossible. Don't even try. Don't even try. All right, but we'll bring that up. But the point is, I don't think Forever Fierce is more expensive, but even if they are, it's worth it because you deal, it's like some dude just gets out of jail and he's like, I need to start a business. So I'm going to buy a screen printer, puts it in his basement, and then it's like, you never get your shirts. <laughs> that's, that's basically the world of screen printing. And I hate to throw them under the bus. I do have one or two that I like. But in my experience at the gyms, you know, you always try to find the best deal and it always just is way more stressful than it's worth. Oh, I love the fact that that guy just got out of jail. <laughs> no, you start your own business? Like, good. You're trying to be an entrepreneur, but man, you need to figure this out a little better before you know, my, you know, the C in CrossFit is peeling off my shirt. All right. <laughs> I'll wrap it up. All right, Fern, we'll be back all week with some great interviews, and Fern and I will be back next week with some more good content. Thanks for listening. See ya. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And just so you guys know, it is bonus week. We're going to be bringing you an episode every day, Monday through Friday this week, and we've got some great, great interviews and episodes coming your way. Check out besthouroftheirday.com. If you haven't already, and you can find us on social media at best hour of their day or email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.